Alliance can't wait to see you at the Alliance 2023 Annual Conference taking place February 6th through 9th in National Harbor, Maryland. As you prepare to emerge, overcome, and lead with your healthcare CPD colleagues, tune in to the Alliance Podcast, where Alliance Executive Director Kathleen Weiss takes a deep dive into upcoming sessions with conference presenters. If you like what you hear in today's episode, be sure to visit acehp.org annual conference to register, view the full program, and more. Take it away, Kathleen. Hello, and welcome back to the Alliance podcast, Continuing Conversations. I'm Kathleen Weiss, Executive Director for the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions. We are counting down the days to the Alliance 2023 Annual Conference, taking place February 6th through the 9th at National Harbor, Maryland. We cannot wait for you to join us and experience firsthand the value of connecting with your healthcare CPD colleagues to discover the latest education and find out how we are emerging, overcoming, and leading together. To preview one of the topics of the annual conference program, I'm thrilled to welcome Aaron Schwartz and Joe Levigny to the podcast. Aaron and Joe will be presenting Can We Talk? Hard Conversations I've Had as a CE Professional on Wednesday, February 8th. Aaron and Joe, welcome to the Alliance podcast. Before diving into our conversation, let's get to know each of you. Joe, tell us about your career in healthcare CPD. Thanks, Kathleen. It's great to be here. And I just want to thank all the listeners real quick for, you know, spending a little bit of time of, of, in joining us. Um, I have a bit of a unicorn background. Um, my undergrad is actually way back when in marketing. Um, and I started my career in pharmaceutical sales, of all things. Um, I was in pharma sales for about 10 years. But throughout that journey, I had the opportunity to not just sell, but I also got the opportunity to lead and train others. And this is where I really started to develop my love for training and education. Um, and just that love of healthcare as I you know, got to meet so many physicians throughout the process and their staffs and teams and, and work with them. I really felt like I was making a difference at that time. Um, I ended up going back to school twice. Um, the first time was to earn a master's in training and education. Um, and then the second master's was in management, leadership and strategy. It's basically an MBA without the finance stuff in it. Um, I worked my way into a role of as director of learning and development at an organization called CAPSIM. Um, I got my first real taste of accreditation there, which was interesting. We um, worked with a lot of university partners and corporate partners, but at the university setting, we helped the schools um, obtain their accreditation and use our reporting tools um, based off of our simulations. But my role was actually more in the um, uh, leadership development space with our corporate clients. Um, it was fun. It was a lot, it was really interesting. What, what was most interesting was I found myself leaning toward healthcare clients. I was working with Merck Germany and Eli Lilly and a lot of these other organizations. And I was traveling a ton. And one day my wife said, Joe, you got to stop traveling. We've got a little one at home. It's time for you to stop traveling. And the only way I could stop traveling was to get a new job. So I decided my next move was to go into to running one L&D department at an organization. And I did that for a few years and, and focused again on leadership development. Development. And most recently, I was um, uh, an organization called the American Association of Physician Leadership, AAPL, reached out to me and said, hey, we have a position open for a, um, a director of education. Would you be interested in coming on board? So we talked. I just was like, wow, this really puts all of my passions together in one place. It's it's I can focus on healthcare. I can focus on leadership development with that subset of business and strategy going all along. Um, it's been so much fun so far. I've been here 
about a year and a half. I was recently promoted to VP of Education, so I oversee all of our education, all of our faculty, and in charge of the, uh, the that ed accreditation process. Um, this is where I met Erin. Um, interestingly enough, is that she was hired as a consultant for our organization to help us with our reaccreditation process. Um, with ACCME. And so Aaron and I have been just working together because we're going through that process right now. Uh, we, we have to submit our, our paperwork March 15th. So Aaron and I are talking constantly now and we've had a lot of interesting conversations too. <laughs> well, you certainly have a, had a great uh, background to get you here. So Aaron, well, welcome back to you to the podcast. Um, what have you been doing since we last joined us, other than you spending all your time with Joe? Right. Well, that's exactly right. We, we're doing quite a bit of work, uh, Joe and I. Um, and, you know, that was one of the reasons why um, we thought about maybe submitting um, something to the Alliance, because during this ACCME reaccreditation process, we had the chance to take a big step back and kind of realize from a meta perspective that we had just had a very difficult conversation about whether or not we we're going to meet our goals. So we were able to pause, reflect and assess. And we talked about maybe this would be something that our colleagues could benefit from as well. So we're really looking forward to the Alliance meeting in person and, and grateful for our discussion today. Well, I'm excited to see both of you there. Um, Aaron, you presented at the Alliance Annual Conference in the past. What keeps you coming back year after year? I have so much respect and warm feelings for the Alliance Annual Conference. I went to my first conference in 1998, um, and so I've been going for a number of years now. And I've really found that over the years, I learn and stretch and grow more when I put myself in a position where I have to stop my emails silence my phone and really engage in the learning. Um, and one of the best ways that I do that is kind of making myself uncomfortable and facilitating a session. It gives me a chance to connect more with people who are experts, with the audience, with the other learners, um, and get to know more people that way. Um, and that feeling of uncomfortableness as being a facilitator, you know, really requires me then to grow out of that. Being an Alliance member has its perks. From discounts to industry-leading events like the Alliance Annual Conference, to members-only access to the Alliance communities, the Alliance is where healthcare CPD professionals come to learn. Visit acehp.org slash membership to join today. So let's talk a little bit more about your session on having hard conversations as a CE professional. Can you give us an overview about what the attendees can expect? Hey, Kathleen, it's really interesting. You know, this 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 whole thing came up as Aaron mentioned uh, when we were level setting, going through our reaccreditation process and trying to seek commendation status. This uh, ACCME offers this to organizations that go above and beyond, and it allows you to get reaccredited every six years instead of every four. But to do that, you have to you know really show that you're demonstrating the going above and beyond. And as Aaron mentioned, we had a few really tough conversations because here from my end, I'm stressing this desire 
require um, for AAPL to achieve this status, sharing with Aaron that our executive team and our board's desire to achieve this status. And Aaron's going, Joe, slow down. I got to remind you once in a while, you know, that, hey, there's a lot that goes in with not just reaccreditation, but with getting that commendation status. There's a lot that goes with this. And we've had to have some really strong level setting conversations. And, um, you know, within the, the, the year and a half that I've been here, Aaron's helped me realize a little bit that, hey, not everything was perfect before I got here. And it still isn't perfect. We're constantly innovating and changing. But, um, you know, that tough conversation sparked this. What we want to share with the group, you know, and the, and the participants, you know, when they join us is this, that we regularly have these conversations, not just Aaron and I, I have to have these conversations internally, as I'm sure most of the participants will um, on our processes that, hey, we're doing this wrong. We need to do this correctly. And how do we have that, pro you know, that discussion about how do we correct the course and how do we not get focused on who did this wrong and why did you do it wrong? And then, you know, I mentioned earlier, I oversee this faculty group that we're setting loose out there to go and teach courses for us. And with faculty, you never know what's going to happen when you put them in a room and you're not in there. You don't even know what's going to happen when you're in the room and you put them in there sometimes. Um, I mean, most recently, I've had to have two really tough conversations with faculty members. I had to let them go and say, you can't be part of our faculty anymore. Um, those conversations were tough. And what I realized was that I went back and leaned on some things that I use, you know, frequently when I have these conversations. And I think this will be really helpful for those that join us in the session is, you know, using data in a, a, a process to help you have that conversation. Um, I was certified a while back as a DDI facilitator. It's an organization, Development Dimensions International. They're well known in the corporate leadership space. And, um, they have these really good models of communication and having conversations. And one of the models that I'm hoping to be able to, you know, share with the group that joins us is, um, you know, using this kind of interaction essentials model. And it includes this five-step process to guide you through and planning your conversation out. You open the conversation, you clarify the, you know, why we're here, clarify what they're thinking and you're listening when you're asking the questions, develop a plan to move forward, um, agree on that plan, and then close, you know, where are we going to go from here? And the really big key with this, um, you know, that I can't stress enough is that it's not just the planning and the process, it's planning in how to use these things called key principles, like, you know, really getting to the personal personal needs of who you're speaking with, using things like, you know, boosting their esteem and um, being empathetic and um, showing their involvement in the plan, not just telling them the plan, but, you know, what can we do about this, you know, as you're going through that conversation. Um, you know, these models work great and we're hoping during the session that we get a chance to use some of the examples that we've had, you know, with tough conversations and, and maybe using a little bit of this model to do that, as well as letting some of the participants get maybe get a chance to practice it and apply some of it during that time. So then let's moving on to a little bit to talk about um, pre-work. Is there anything you would recommend for them to review to prepare for your session? Yeah, so if you're going to come to our session, we would recommend it would be really helpful if you think about some of the conversations that you've had that either didn't go well or went really great. And what are the through lines for the conversations that didn't go well? And maybe what about those that did go well? And then we'll share with the attendees some of these examples and we'll work through some of those models that Joe mentioned. 
there's always some great resources, Aaron, too, that, you know, it doesn't even have to be a pre-read, but I have a couple books in my, you know, quiver of, of backpack of books that I like to flip through. Crucial Conversations and Emotional Intelligence 2.0 are always just great books when you're trying to get ready for these conversations and anything you can find from Brene Brown um, to help you learn about empathy. You know, she's got a Dear to Lead podcast. She's got TED Talks and um, her books are phenomenal just to really help you be empathetic when you're having these conversations. So speaking about sort of um, the things that you hold in your back pocket, let's talk about um, your communication skills and what is your best kept secret? The one you keep in your back pocket when navigating challenging conversations with CPD stakeholders. You know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if it was DDI that taught me to do this or if it was just a lot of mistakes I made when I would, you know, go into a conversation and, and run into there and, and get emotional maybe about it. Um, but what I really learned and what I try to remind myself all the time is prepare for that conversation. Don't go into these difficult conversations without preparing. Um, it really allows your emotions to, you know, not come through because if they come through, you that conversation can go down a bad path. Um, you know, know what you want to get out of that meeting and know how to use empathy and involvement to keep the discussion moving in a positive direction. It may not be a positive conversation, but keep it moving positive because you prepared, you can keep the emotions out of it. And even if you do that, sometimes those emotions are still going to come out. Somebody says something um, that just, you know, really drives you crazy and you just want to, you know, let it loose about what they said. And I learned this one little technique from Bill Clinton not that I've ever met Bill Clinton, but I've learned this technique from Bill Clinton. And if you remember ever watching all those interviews with all the difficulties that he was going through, they asked him a lot of tough questions. I know you can't see me right now, but if you picture this, when someone says something that you're not sure how to respond to or you're feeling emotional, Bill Clinton used to take his teeth and he would bite his lower lip and cover it with his upper lip. And he would kind of do this breathe in, and then do that. And it allows you this second to pause and refocus yourself to get back to, I planned for this discussion. I knew what I was going to say. Let's stay on track here, Joe. And I do that. And, and if you go back and watch videos of Bill Clinton in any of those press conferences, you'll see him do that many times, aside from his thumb going up all the time, you'll see him do that as well. Um, so I, I would say prepare for the conversation and be ready that the conversation could get you emotional and have a plan for yourself to, you know, get yourself back on track. Yeah, and I would just add, have the conversation because it's so tempting to send an email instead. So instead of an email, schedule a time, be brave and do it. And as Joe recommended, Brene Brown, she's just a phenomenal expert in the world of, of guiding principles. Um, and she says, clear is kind. And that is one thing that I have taken to heart because sometimes I would rather do anything but talk to the person who I have to talk to. Um, so clear is kind. You're in conflict is hard. Um, nobody likes to go through it to say the least, which then kind of leads me to, why does the session matter for healthcare CPD professionals? And what would you say to encourage them to attend? Well, I know that many CE professionals work in small teams or sometimes are just all alone. Um, and these challenges can really weigh on you, especially when you're asked to do so many other tasks. 
So I think discussing strategies to level up our communication skills is really important for the well-being of ourselves and also our colleagues. I mean, I couldn't agree more, Aaron. It's, uh, you know, I have a small team. Um, I have a team of three who report to me, but aside from us working on accreditation, I also have to collaborate with a lot of others in the organization um, who don't report to me, but yet need to understand the importance of, you know, maintaining accreditation. And if those conversations don't go well, it can derail your whole effort. My hope is we can help others avoid some of those derailing, you know, conversations as they go through. Like what you hear on the Alliance podcast? Visit almanac.acehp.org to read the latest continuing professional development news and insights. Visit today to get informed and inspired. So Aaron, you're also a co-presenter on the poster in the room where it happened, analyzing in-person versus hybrid meeting results. Can you give a high-level overview about what attendees can expect from this research when they stop by the poster in the exhibit hall? Yes, I love the poster sessions. They're so fascinating. They open up a window into all of these different organizations. Uh, so this particular poster is one of my specialty society clients, the Association of Academic Physiatrists, or AAP. They analyze their learners' experience with in-person and hybrid meetings, looking at a number of different measures as they tried to decide whether or not they would continue to offer remote access to their annual meeting. And ultimately, we found at the conclusion of in-person activities, our attendees indicated a higher percentage of intent to change and improved skills compared to live online or online enduring. I'm also looking forward to the poster session. It's always fascinating to see what's going on in the industry, to say the least. Um, so what are both of you looking forward to most about the Alliance 2023 annual conference? Well, just like the learners at the AAP, I find in-person meetings really stimulate my intent to change in a different way than online live meetings. So I'm looking forward to learning tips and tricks I can use in my work, as well as my personal life. And I'm also looking forward to meeting up with friends that I have made along the way in my career. And this is my first Alliance conference. Um, so I'm most looking forward to seeing what it's all about meeting new people, building my network, and of course, learning from others by attending some of the sessions. Um, I wouldn't be in education if I didn't love learning as much as, you know, I love helping others. So um, I'm excited to learn from uh, other sessions that are there. And, and now I'm learning about the poster session right here. So I can't wait to, to go check that out as well. Well, I'm excited for to see people again. And Joe, I'm looking forward to meeting you. Um, it'd just be really nice to have everybody back together again. It's been it's been a long three years, to say the least. So, Aaron, Joe, thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. Um, we cannot wait to see you in a few weeks in Maryland. Uh, as we come to a close, do you have any final words of wisdom to share with our listeners? Yeah, to take another page from Brene Brown's book and be a little vulnerable, I want to share that for the first 10 years of my career, I suffered from severe anxiety in advance of the Alliance meeting. And much of the anxiety was about, you know, almost imposter syndrome and worrying that people wouldn't remember who I was and worrying that I didn't know enough to even be going to the conference, let alone in a faculty role or a leadership role. Um, and much of that anxiety was alleviated when I started to volunteer with the specialty society section and get to know some of the members better. 
So I'd really recommend that everyone look for some small way to get to know someone at this meeting. Um, you can always volunteer with the Alliance, but you can also join the social media threads that always get started on Twitter or LinkedIn, or just start a conversation with someone at your table. And if you need to start a conversation, as I mentioned, it's my first one, come talk to me. I'm looking forward to meeting people. So um, I couldn't agree with Aaron more that, you know, there can be a lot of anxiety going into a new conference. Or um, I remember back the first time that I spoke at a conference, having that same feeling, you know, that imposter syndrome, will they think that I have the background to be able to present on this? Um, you know, do I deserve to be here, you know, with all these other knowledgeable individuals? Um, come find me and talk to me. I'll just hang out and, and, be a friendly face and looking forward to meeting people. So same, same. Joe, we'll just give you a big sign on there that says, here's Joe, come talk to me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'll walk around with it. <laughs> <laughs> like the umbrellas, right? Uh -huh. So, well, thank you both of you so much for joining me um, and for joining our listeners. I hope you all um, enjoy the conversation. Look forward to seeing everybody in a few weeks and thank you for joining. Have a Thanks great day. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Alliance podcast, Continuing Conversations. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to stay updated on future releases. In the meantime, we invite you to access our wealth of continuing professional development content on the Almanac at almanac.acehp.org. Until next time.